0: This week's episode is brought to you by The Podcast Factor. One,
1: two, three. The Podcast Factor. Bite-sized tasters from the best indie podcasts from around the globe.
0: Check us out on Twitter <laughs> at
1: Podcast Factor and find us on iTunes, Google Podcast, and Spotify.
0: Joe hates a lot of things. Joe hates toddlers and tiaras. Never before have I wanted to strangle so many people after watching so little TV. Joe hates raisins. I hate raisins so much that I'd rather have ants on a log with actual ants. Joe hates being tailgated. I want a bumper sticker that reads free golf balls for tailgaters. I want that and a thousand golf balls. And Joe hates when people say Satan as they pass him on the street. (laughs) This happens more than I think it should. Hello, and welcome to Things Joe Hates. My name is Joe, and with me is my producer, Jake. Hello, Joe. Hi, Jake. How you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm ready to get into this hate.
0: Good, because I got some hate that really inspires my own vitriol, I guess. I I really don't know how to say this. I really get angry when I think about these kind of things. But today we're talking about car dealers and auto mechanics. Ah. Why is it that it's so hard to find honest people in this field?
1: You have to know people.
0: You do have to know somebody.
1: Because I, from back home, there was one deal, one mechanic that we always went to, and he always was fair with us. So I think it really does come down to you have to know these people personally. You have to find someone you trust and you build a relationship Absolutely. With. Exactly. And, well, not even so much that. You have to build that relationship so that they know they're going to be held accountable. Yes. it's go- It's much more difficult for someone to... Intentionally screw someone over if you if they know you and if they
0: think they're going to get away with it. Exactly, it's, it,
1: it's harder to. I
0: it's think. harder. Yeah, it's easier. It's harder. It's harder to do it if they if they know you, and it's easier if they think they're going to get away with it. Like at a car dealership, for some reason, I have this uh, this idea in my head that auto mechanics at a car dealership are like the bottom rung of the auto mechanic world. If you could go out into the world and and work in a real auto mechanic shop. You wouldn't work at an auto dealership. And let me give you an example of this. I have a friend of mine named Steve. He had a Honda Odyssey that he bought, and there was a recall on it. And the recall was for a, I think it was an oil pump on the transmission. It had something to do with the transmission and moving the fluid through the system. So he goes in, takes it in for the recall, gets the car back, drives it up to New Jersey, and on his way back from New Jersey... His transmission fails because there's no fluid left in it, right? Ouch. Has it towed back to the dealership, and he says, funny, you guys just worked on the transmission, and now it's failed. And they say, well, the uh, somebody installed a gasket inverted, so the gasket was installed upside down, so Jeez. all your fluid leaked out. And he says, I'd like you to replace the transmission. And they say, no, no, your transmission works just fine. And he and I were discussing this. And I said, uh, you know, you should have them replace the transmission. And he said that they said, they promised him that they would replace the transmission if it failed within the next 100,000 miles. And he got that in writing from huh. them. Right. Well, sure enough, guess what? When you when you abuse a transmission by running all the fluid out of it, that's really bad for it. And like 15,000 miles later or something, the transmission fails. So he goes back to the auto mechanic or back to the dealership, back to the mechanic, and he says, well, guess what? The transmission you guys messed up failed. I'd like you to replace it. So they start giving them the runaround. And he goes, here's the letter you gave me that said you would replace the transmission. Now I need you to replace the transmission or I'm going to walk out of here and go talk to my lawyer. So they said, fine, we'll replace the transmission. While his car is in the shop at the auto dealership, they call him and they tell him, Steve, the motor mounts on your engine are shot. And if you don't replace the motor mounts, your engine could fall out of your car. And he tells me this, and I'm like, number one, no, your your car will not fall your engine will not fall out of the car if you have if the motor mounts are bad. That's not how motor mounts work.
1: No, my I had a car where the motor mounts were twisted and it was still fine.
0: Right. Yeah. The motor mounts are essentially bushings or, or little rubber gaskets that keep the motor from banging around against the chassis. If your motor mounts are shot, you'll hear it. <laughs> It'll make a hell of a noise. So um and it won't fall out. So he he calls a friend of his who is actually a me- his regular mechanic, but because the dealership had messed up his car, that's where the car was. And he tells the mechanic what's happening. And his mechanic goes, no, that's BS. They're just trying to recoup the cost of the transmission by charging you. They wanted to charge him $2,000. Funny, that's about the cost of a new transmission
1: <laughs> to <Yeah>. replace
0: <laughs> the motor mounts. These guys are scum. That's what I think. Uh, next, uh, a crooked mechanic that uh, is part of the good old boy network up in West Virginia that my wife went to one time. My wife's car wouldn't run right, so she takes it in, and uh, the the guy says, "Yeah, I replaced the points in your in your distributor. That's going to be seven hundred dollars." And my wife's like, "I don't have seven hundred dollars." This is a very long time ago. I don't have seven hundred dollars. And He goes, "You can just owe it to me because he knew she knew the guy." But the guy was still turns out the guy was still screwing her because I she gets she gets home. And she tells me that he wants $700 to replace the points in a distributor cap. And I'm thinking, $700 for points in a distributor cap? These are tiny little parts that are not $700. And not, it's not $700 worth of labor to get into these parts to replace them. This should be, at most, a $200 job. So I asked a friend of mine who uh, very, was very versed in, in the world of, of auto mechanics. and I, He said, uh, what kind of car is it? And I told him what kind of car it was. He goes, that car has electronic ignition. It doesn't even have a distributor. It doesn't have
1: points. <laughs> it doesn't have a distributor, right? And oh I, my goodness!
0: I say, oh yeah, okay. Well, you're not going to pay that bill, uh, and it turns out the mechanic was friends with my father-in-law, and uh, he starts giving my father-in-law business, and you know, saying your daughter hasn't paid her bill, and I and and he brings that up at a, at you know when we're visiting, and I said, listen, here's what I want you to ask him next time he brings that up. I want you to tell him two things. I want you to ask him one thing. Tell him another thing. Ask him why he charged your daughter $700 to replace points in a car with an electronic ignition system. And then the second thing I want you to do is to tell him to call me because I have something to say to that son of a... It's a clean show. It's a family show, Jake. Joe. Yeah. It's okay. (sighs) I really get irritated with this, particularly with the way they treat women. And there's a lot in Joe Racher Hate about this. Um... The, the next thing I bought, I have a Scion, right? Scion XB. Mm-hmm. I love this car. It's a great car. Toyota makes it. It's uh, got like 95,000 miles on it. Hasn't given me a moment's trouble. Great car. When I bought the car, one of the, things, one of the reasons I went with Scion is because if you go on the website, there's a page there that says, or a statement there, there was, Scion's gone. This is our price. We don't haggle. This is what you're getting. This is what you're going to pay for. Well, I go in there, and I say I want this car, but I want the uh, the uh, premium audio in there because I like to listen to my music really loud. So <laughs> I, get, I get to the final negotiating price, and they're going to charge me an extra, like, $700 to put the radio in. And I'm like, no, you're not going to charge me $700 to put the radio in. And we went round and round and round for this with this local Toyota dealership. And I kept just tapping the website with my pen, you know with the website. this is what the price I'm going to pay is. this is what the price it took me uh, threatening to walk out of the of the dealership to get what I wanted. Why? Why do I have to do that? Yeah.
1: <sighs> this is this is bartering
0: yeah, it shouldn't be bartering in a no haggle situation well here
1: okay, so here's a theory, Joe. Sure. I propose a theory. There's a reason why we haggle over cars but not over bananas. Because the same percentage of costs in a car, total val- the, the, the actual value of that is much higher than the percentage of a banana, for example. I agree. You're not going to sit there and argue over $0.05 cents for a banana, and if you do, you're a jerk. Right. <laughs> Whereas you are going to argue over 500 a $1,000 over a car.
0: Well, let's just say that the haggling over bananas happens at volumes of bananas that we don't normally buy. Well right, if, then if absolutely dealer, you would haggle about that. Right. If you're a fruit it's dealer importer, it's all about, importer, s- it's you all about would haggle scale. over banana prices. But you and I, we don't buy uh, tons of bananas. So but well, we do buy tons of car. Right? So I, I think your point's well taken. Yeah. I'm just saying that yeah.
1: I call I it Jeconomics.
0: Jake economics should write a book.
1: Jeconomics. <laughs>
0: Jeconomics. So before I had the Scion XB, I had another small car that I absolutely adored, even though it was kind of a crap car. It was a Mitsubishi Mirage, and I used to say, you think you have a car, but it's just a Mirage. (laughs) And uh, this was a great car. I bought this car used from uh, a dealership at at an urgent time of need, and it was dirt cheap because it was previously owned by a smoker. (laughs) So it (laughs) stank. But I bought this car with 30,000 miles on it, and I put 100,000 miles on it. And I drove it like I hated it. <laughs> and that car did not give up the ghost. And I, I I, sold that car to my brother-in-law and then he sold it to my sister-in-law. And then she gave it to somebody who's actually, I think, still driving it. I think that car is still in operation right now. What a great car it was. But I got a recall notice early on in my ownership of it. So I take it over to the Mitsubishi dealership and I say, uh, I'm here to have this, re- this recall notice serviced. And, uh... They they do whatever they have to do, and then I'm driving the car back to my house, and guess what happens?
1: What happens, Joe?
0: The check engine light comes on. Ooh. And I go, well, that's interesting. The check engine light just came on as I'm leaving the dealership. Hmm. This doesn't smell of rotten eggs or, or, or a big pile of cow manure. Uh-huh. This is perfectly reasonable. So I just drive the car home, and I get out of the car. And I go back and I undo the fuel door. And sure enough, those people had loosened my gas cap. Huh. I am always fastidious about turning the gas cap at least two clicks so that you know the gas cap is on at the right pressure. And if you don't know this, yeah, you know, if you don't know that a loose gas cap can cause you to have a check engine light come on, then what's the first thing you do when your check engine light comes on? You go back and you go, oh, uh, hey, uh. My check engine light just came on after I left the dealership. There must be something wrong with my car. Uh, we'll check it out. And then they go, well, yeah, well, it's uh, it's all messed up. You need to give us a big pile of money. No, these people loosened my gas cap. Loosened it. It was rattling around on top of the gas tank, on top of the uh, the pipe that goes into the gas tank. Unconscionable. These people have no compunction about, about doing you wrong. And I can't stand them.
1: I've noticed again; it usually comes down to, like you said, the dealerships try to get you. Yeah, it's usually uh, the dealerships. It's the family ones, don't always. There was that one case, right? That might have been, might have been a case that he was like, "Oh, it's a woman; she doesn't know anything yeah, about cars. Yeah, that's exactly
0: what that was. That was some but, old hillbilly mechanic taking advantage of a woman.
1: Right. Well, and again, that's that's depending on where you are, though. Like I said, the guy that we went to, my mother went there all the time, and and we never got swindled. Right. So it really, like, you have to have. Obviously they have to be a good person to begin with. You don't have to be a jerk. Yeah. You have if to they're find a jerk, a that's mechanic. not gonna work. But again, if you know them, it really does help. That's why these dealerships get away with stuff like that.
0: They do. And they and they, they get away with it because they are a big bureaucracy in and of themselves. Even though they're they're only one location or maybe two locations, they have like forty people working there in the service department. They can they can give you the runaround there. You need to go to a small mechanic that you trust. Um all right, that's it. That's it for my ranting. I actually don't think I can actually physically rant about this anymore. I'm actually kind of tired about this. This is something that really gets my gets my dander up. Well, it, then uh, it, let's it move on. Me. Let's go on to our shout-outs. First off, I want to give a big shout-out to Stu over at the Podcast Factor. You heard his promo at the beginning of the show. Uh, this week on his show, we were the recipient of the Ear Tickler of the Week Award. And uh, we gave an acceptance speech and everything. It was great.
1: Yeah, it was. It was I'll tell you what, though, Joe. You're talking about being exhausted. I'm exhausted from that flight.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: I am so jet-lagged.
0: That was a flight for nothing. That's what that was. But you should check out his show and listen to our acceptance speech and listen to the rest of his podcast. It's pretty good. I also want to give a big shout-out to super listeners Chad and Jen. I'm doing my laundry right now, and my dress socks are all neatly bagged up in a couple of lingerie bags, thanks to Chad and Jen, who heard me complaining about it last week. And I got a nice am- a package from Amazon that had a note inside from Chad and Jen. Thank you very much for the lingerie bags. I'm using them today.
1: Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Superlistener.
0: That's right. And uh, on a more serious note, Drew over dudes on a, uh, Dudes with Brews on a Porch has a friend uh, who has just been diagnosed with brain cancer. If you go over to his Twitter, at Dudes on a Porch, uh, he has a, um, a GoFundMe page set up for one of his friends. Uh, this is not... Somebody that he doesn't know, I, I trust Drew. So uh, if you can, if you find it in your heart to to support uh, a guy and a, and a new family, and a, and a, I, you can also listen to Drew's show to understand the background of it. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's get on to Joe Rates Your Hate. So what do we got this week, Jake? Okay. We have
1: quite a bit. Juliet <laughs> from the Unwritable Rant podcast says, My complaint isn't with dealerships. But they're websites. I hate that I can't just get an estimated trade in value without giving my phone number because they're not going to call with the value but a pitch and bait. Sure. And they'll call 4,962 times. Because that's the legal limit. Yes.
0: <laughs> Somewhere. I can't stand this. I actually went on TrueCar to price a, um, a car that I'm, I'm kind of fantasizing about getting, Right just thinking about getting it mm-hmm. and actually I was wondering it, it's it's probably not even a real uh a real possibility it's uh but you can dream right but I can dream you know and it's it's not a it's not a outrageously priced car it's 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 you know it's less it's well under the price of a Tesla right which I would say is kind of an outrageously priced car uh it's under the price of most Mercedes but I was just looking at it And I wanted to get a value, find out what people paid for it. So I went to True Car and they're like, oh, you got to sign up for an account. So I'm like, fine, here's my disposable email address, right? So I gave them a disposable email address and lo and behold, out of the blue, I start getting emails from like a hundred different dealerships. Hey man, let me sell you this car. Let me sell you this car. Oh, this car is awesome. Yeah, let me sell it. I'm like, uh, let me just delete that disposable email address and be done with this. It's, it's awful. Why can't we just do this? Uh, Juliet, my recommendation is you go to either Edmonds dot com or kellybluebook.com dot com to get a, a a better understanding of what your trading value is. Uh, don't don't talk to these jerks at these dealerships. But yeah, I hate this. I hate it a lot. The next one
1: is from Selling Out from Twitter at Selling Out Show. Right. Well, your uh, O-switch uh, connected to the Sama flange is shot, and your big 440 ding-dong is flapping around down there. <laughs> but I tell you what, I'll cut you a deal and uh, mess up your car for two grand.
0: <laughs> wow, where do I sign?
1: Right here, Mr. Joe.
0: Yes, right. This sounds like those guys that uh, that uh, tried to stick it to my wife. Yeah, I hate this. It, it, first off, you know what? I have an understanding of how cars work, Right. You don't need a good understanding of how cars work in order, to be, in order to drive a car, but I think it does make you a better driver. I do my own brakes. I do a lot of my own work on cars. I don't do my own oil changes because it's just not doesn't make sense for me to do that. It's about the same price for somebody else to do it. But uh, when somebody starts talking like this, and, and they do frequently, I leave. I'm done. I say, give me my car back.
1: I tell you what, though, Joe, I uh, I certainly enjoyed reading that that way. So if anyone <laughs> else ever wants me to read their hates in a particular way, let me know. Yeah. Put it in the put it in the hate.
0: Yeah. Put it in the, how how you like, Jake. Give him some uh, some production notes, some reading notes.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's some fun. Yeah. The next one is Shannon from Twitter. Little OCD me. Huh. This applies to either slash both, but I really hate when they talk to me like I'm just a woman. and wouldn't understand. Fastest way to lose my business, and I will tell them that as I'm walking out. Right. And do not assume if there's a man with me that he has any say in what I'm buying. Correct. Well, and you know what? This is how the problem will eventually fix itself. The market will correct because women simply who who are women who don't allow themselves to get pushed around will say, see ya, and go to a dealership or a mechanic that doesn't push them around, and that's how the problem will get fixed because the people that, let, that push people around – will eventually go out of business. And this is special. We are changing it up a little bit this week and probably uh, on into the future, but we're always going to save the rant of the week till the end. And we're going to we're going to let you guys know what it is ahead of time. So right. this is kind of we we've read, read them already and and picked it out ahead of time. So the rant of the week. Sheila from Facebook says, "I hate that I am profiled the second I go into a dealership." I hate that I am told blatant lies and spoken down to at dealerships. I hate that they make me say the words, I want to talk to your manager. I hate that you go in for oil and they try to sell you stuff. I hate that they know that I am not a car person. A dealer once walked me past the bottom of the line Econo box that I wanted to test drive and put me in a used car that was, quote, clean and a pretty color. Exact quote. So I drove it to the husband's office, and he returned to the dealership with me to explain in testosterone words the error <laughs> of his ways. I still hate the way the dealer took every word the husband said as serious as a heart attack when he had so blatantly ignored my directive of, I would like to chest drive the neon.
0: Sheila, I can't say that any better. You know what I think we should do is all of the things Joe hates listeners should get this episode uh on their phones and then get a very loud like boom box. Right. And then stand outside a car dealership. a la, say anything and just play this episode at top volume. <laughs> and just, just let them know what everybody hates about them. You know? Cause I'm not the only person that hates, hates this stuff about them. Everybody hates this stuff about them. Terrible people. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: guess- the only thing I could say maybe is, um, uh- I'd recommend what Shannon did. Yeah. And say, screw you guys, you're not getting my money. Right. You know? And walk out. Yeah, someone that treats you like that, that, you know, they don't want your money enough to give you the respect that you deserve, then they, you know, that's their problem, not yours, you know?
0: Yep. And as you're walking out of the dealership, let them know how you feel with two of your favorite fingers. (laughs) That's what I say. (laughs) I guess I got to rate this stuff, huh? Yes. Ah,
1: uh, let's see. You Juliet- act like this is such a chore.
0: It is. Well, no, it's not. Juliet, I hate that a lot, but uh, probably not as much as anything I've talked about here on the podcast, because it's just a website, and I understand it's a sales tactic, but it's not actually mistreating a customer. It's just trying to get a customer. But I still hate it, because it's smarmy. Yeah, And and. but it's not
1: malicious. It's
0: not malicious, right? It's it's just gross. Uh, <laughs> selling out from Twitter, I'm going to say I'm going to put that right along the lines of the, um, uh, I really don't have an order to these things, Jake. I'm just going to say I hate that about as much as I hate the way they treat women. Uh, and the, the, the story about, with my wife, that, that's about the same kind of thing. So I'm going to go ahead and put it right in there. And Shannon, um, I'm going to go ahead and agree with this and, and point this, put this at the same level of my uh, Scion buying experience. So nobody has nobody has a hate that I hate as much as say Steve's inverted gasket problem which I really hate probably the worst thing about this or my Mitsubishi Mirage removed gas cap problem. Both of those are just slimy sale or slimy um both of those are just skeevy mechanics from a dealership trying to get more money out of somebody and that really it, just
1: a lot of this it. really does just boil down to people trying to scam people right they're just trying they're to scam gonna, they people. assume you they assume you don't know enough to question them right and they and, and so you know
0: they're using something called expert power is what they're using yeah we learned about that in management <laughs> the one management class I took getting my undergrad degree <laughs> I hated that class <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening to the episode if you enjoyed the podcast Please share it with your friends. Also, it would help immensely if you give us a nice five-star rating on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you listen to our podcast. And tell me what you hate on social media. You can hear Nate telling you all the ways to get in touch with me. I would love to hear it. Follow Joe on Twitter at Things Joe hates. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com Joe hates. Our email address is podcast at gmail.com. Links to all of these can be found on our website, thingsjoehates.com. Female voiceover is provided by Andrea Petrilli. Podcast artwork is by Susie Blake. I'm Nate Goodwin for Things Joe Hates.